save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night, and this is the go-home show to WrestleMania Backlash. And I am here with the guys, Justin and Raj, to talk all about WWE Raw. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing good. A little sleepy after that Raw. Uh, it seemed yeah. like I've seen a lot of that Raw before for, for many, many weeks. Um, but do other outside of that, I can't complain. <laughs> yeah. Another Monday, another Raw. Another Monday, another Raw. So, we, you know, one of these days, we're just going to play an old episode of the show, uh, <laughs> and no one will know the difference. Good. It'll be great. Yeah, the one fresh match on this show uh, was Jinder Mahal and Jeff Hardy. And even that was they just had on main event this past week. But luckily, right. no one watches main event, so it, it doesn't matter. It's like Groundhog Day, the movie, when uh, Bill Murray wakes up on the second day. He's like, oh, great job, great job guys. You're playing yesterday's tape. And we could just do that. We could just start recycling. <laughs> just start recycling yeah. them all. Um, so before we get into the show, though, uh, lots of fun news out there. Lots of... Uh, things happening i want to talk first the what i think might be some of the biggest news aew announcing that they are touring again going back on the road this is what pro wrestling is all about i'm excited to see them back on the road uh justin we'll start with you how do you feel about this announcement well it's exciting you know i mean i mean miami and then uh two city uh, two texas um locations this is exciting because we know this is going to signal WWE. i bet you right now that's that's the topic i'm sure in stanford today was can we get out sooner than them you know mm-hmm. we, we keep we keep kind of hearing that SummerSlam is going to be probably the introduction again and return to the road but you know vince has said that they can pretty much with it with with once they decide we're going to do it they only need about six weeks to get everything in a row and uh you know we're mid-may at this point they could certainly uh beat AEW to the punch if they felt they could find the venues and they could do things, you know, uh, under the protocols and still not lose their ass, mind you, you know. So uh, this is exciting any which way you cut it, uh, because this this really, truly signals the return back to normal. Yeah. I mean, July 7th at the James L. Knight Center in Miami, July 14th, HEB Center in Cedar Park, Texas, and July 21st, Curtis Colwell Center in Garland, Texas. So um, three shows already announced. It cannot come soon enough. I am so done with, with these uh, – <laughs> No fan, you know, small fan, small crowd, uh, Daly's Place, everything. I mean, they did as good as they could do. I thought WWE did as good as they could do with the Thunderdome. But I'm just so ready to move on. And um, it can't come soon enough. And to your point, Justin, if SummerSlam is when they are planning to go back to having fans and back to touring, that gives AEW almost two months of a head start. Because SummerSlam right now, I think today it was reported by PW Insider that it is going to be taking place Sunday, August 22nd. So, end of August. So, that's a pretty big head start for AEW. And MLW is supposed to start um, in July as well. I don't know if WWE wants to be third, uh, you know, as far as groups going back to crowds. 
No, and especially to further it, um, the last investors call, and Vince did speak. You know, there were several times that he and his, you know, if you, if you listen and read between the lines of what he's saying, he's just you know as you expect, but touting WWE is. You know, well, if anybody can find a way to do it, we'll be the ones to find a way. If, any, if anybody does it first, we'll be the ones. You know, he 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 loves that they are always a step ahead. Yeah, and and, and taking the risks first. So I got to think that when it came across his desk that AEW is returning early July, I bet you that is mission number one right now in Stanford is how can we get out there first? I hope so because as much as the Thunderdome helped, I'm so ready to to not see that anymore. As soon as I felt like I was used to it all, they did WrestleMania. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, I definitely need to, we definitely need to get back. I definitely need to see crowds again. Uh, in the chat, Haywood Jablomi says, uh, <laughs> glad to see AEW finally leaving. Uh, I'm definitely glad to see that as well. You got me with the name, Haywood. Uh, <laughs> uh but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. Something else that happened is it's uh, been reported that Velveteen Dream was backstage at Raw, someone who was such a promising up-and-comer out in NXT, obviously had some controversy come his way uh, that's kept him off TV for a little bit. But it sounds like he's backstage at Raw right now. Raj, do you think this is a good move for him? Uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he didn't appear on the show tonight, but usually that means um... – that they're getting ready to start using him. Uh, he hasn't been on NXT TV since December. Uh, obviously, there were some controversies in the past. WWE says that they did their own investigation, found nothing. And so, um, you know, it was a couple years ago, almost everyone was saying this guy's a surefire superstar. John Cena was talking about how we'd love to work at WrestleMania with him. So, um, I don't know. It, it's... It, <laughs> it, it 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 debunks any concern that he's going to be released, right? He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's been in the dark. They've kept him away from headlines and hope that story will go away and other things will take headlines. Uh, well, you know, will 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 take over the news cycle, which they have. Um, and like Raj, I agree. If he's there, it's he's there to have a meeting or to start shooting a vignette or you know anything of that like. If they were going to cut him, they would have done it, and they would have tried to do it quietly, and by now we would have known. But as you said, they had their own investigation. Even if they acknowledge anything was maybe a little bit, eh. That was December we last saw him. At this point, they've obviously decided we're not letting this guy go. So, uh, yeah, he's. This is a, I, I think this is definitely a sign that he is going to pop up on a Raw or SmackDown sooner than later. Yeah, yeah, he's someone that I've always thought, um, outside of all the controversies, uh, just from what I see on TV, had to have some of the biggest upside of any wrestler I've seen in years, considering how young he is, how good he was, how uh, great of a character he had. But it'll be interesting to see if he can overcome all those things and, and get back on TV without having that hanging over him. Um, yeah. Rocky Baez. Uh, I think I think he's bringing it up that the last super chat's last name was pronounced Hablamai. Hablamai. Uh, <laughs> so, so okay, so that's that's the way I'm supposed to say. It. I apologize. <laughs> but yes, to your point, Justin, I think that is a safe bet that Velveteen Dream's no. not being released. 
No, not anytime soon, I wouldn't think. Uh, someone who's definitely not getting released. In fact, it sounds like she just re-signed a new contract. Becky Lynch uh, re-signed recently. And to me, that sounds just like a slam dunk. I mean, one of the biggest stars the past few years. Seems like people have been asking for her to come back, even when she's pregnant. Uh, big signing for her. Justin, are you a Becky Lynch fan? Do you like this move? Do you like them keeping her on board? I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan. Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess I don't disagree with the business motivation of locking her down even further, but I, I am a little bit curious of why or how, because, you know, we had heard uh, not long before the pandemic had started, I believe, and Raj, correct me because you're, you're the boss here, that she had signed a new deal, I think in 2019. Yeah. And, and, and a sizable seven figure deal. So, you know, since that time, you know, she. Since that time, you know, she, you know that she goes to WrestleMania, and obviously, then she disappears, and you know, ha, ha, you know, uh, having a, a kid, which is great, and everything. But like, those are all factors that normally wouldn't support. Oh, we're, we're going to give her even. We're going to do even more investment. She's been off TV for over a year, and and is 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 got is growing a family. We're going to, you know. So I'm I'm curious what this what the factors are. But in any which case, I'm super excited because i i'm a becky lynch fan so if it, if it means that she's gonna be taken care of and she's sticking around great and she's i mean she's the biggest female star of <clears throat> i mean arguably this generation granted trish stratus and and i guess you could say sable they were um it, it's different i mean it, it, wrestling was at a different level when they were on top but as far as um being on top with your peers i mean this she is she was she was a real ratings mover uh, more than anyone on Raw, so uh, it's a huge deal. Yeah, regardless of opinions of Becky Lynch, it's hard to deny that she's got everything you want from being a star. Again, I don't know what the what the details of this contract are, but if if I'm working at WWE and it's my job to lock in the best stars, I feel like that's a win, even if they already just signed her. Because again, she's about as big of a star as you can get. Another big star, though, that's already hung up the boots is Booker T. And real quick, real quick, oh. I, I do want to say this. Um, to, to your point, Justin, it, it seems weird that she would have only signed a two-year deal in 2019 unless they're re, you know, uh, uh, renegotiating her deal way, way, way early. And th that just seems really early uh, to me. I, I'm guessing maybe it was a, maybe it was a three-year deal, so they want to get it. Uh, nipped in the bud before next year but that just seems way early yeah i don't we've heard about with guys and girls contracts if they're injured that that time gets tacked on i don't know if that um if that policy applies to maternity leave you know what i mean like i, I, I don't, cannot imagine so yeah i, I yeah. it's odd I, I, the other part i think about is okay so a new contract not long after there's been a huge shakeup in talent relations like, right. did, did Johnny Ace come in and say, this current deal we have her on is just isn't, like, this, there's too much risk of losing her to an AEW? And or, I don't or, know. Like, yeah, or Nick Khan. Nick Khan has been a lot more active. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, it could be one of the, his things about really wanting to, you know, tie up the top stars. So, yeah. I mean, and there, there may be, I don't know how their contracts work, but maybe there's also a, hey, we want you to do more. We want you in more uh, documentaries on more video game covers, things like that, than what we had before. So it might just be saying, hey, do more. I don't know. If you, if you have something like Becky Lynch, I said, like I said, lock her up for 100 years. Why not? Like, get yeah. her as long as you can. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. And then, I mean, again, the last, last point to it, we could table it. You know, there's more couples, at least more public couples than ever in pro wrestling. You know, she, Seth Rollins obviously is the 
the, the father of her child and 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 all. I mean, unless like they looked and said, okay, we have Seth till this point. Let's make sure she's to that point. I, you know, I don't know, but but I, I think all these things have to come into play these days because of how the the landscape has changed. And you are seeing a lot of couples that are split between companies now. You know, Cedric Alexander and Big Swole and uh, Britt Baker and Adam Cole. I mean, you know, for a while there, uh, Renee Young and, and John Moxley, Lana and Miro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not really a a thing anymore. That that's going to tie a man or a woman to to one company. You know. Yeah, that, that we've seen. Uh, Daniel Bryan also. I forgot to mention this earlier, but he is. Uh, completely a free agent so he can show up on dynamite you know this week if he wanted to and his father-in-law is head of talent relations in wwe yeah <laughs> his yeah, stepfather-in-law exactly. yeah yeah i wouldn't hold my breath on him going anywhere but who knows maybe he will i've been wrong plenty of times before um who knows um i would ex- you know if i had to bet i would ex- i would expect him to stay with wwe but uh who knows yeah um but Booker T, he had a documentary that came out, and um, I haven't had a chance to watch it personally, but I am a huge Booker T fan as a WCW fan. That was a fan till the very end. I always felt like he was one of the guys that represented the brand that I used to watch, so I really loved him. Uh, did either of you get a chance to check it out? Yeah. I did. Um, uh, Justin, why don't, you, why don't you go first? What did you think? I mean, it's entertaining. They've all been entertaining. I mean, you can, there's critiques after that, but I mean, you know, certainly right there next to Piper, uh, the highlight they gave of his struggle growing up, you know, I mean, not, I mean, you know, not never really knowing his dad and then losing his mom. I think he was like 13. And, yeah. And she fell know. from the, the ceiling and, you know, from the attic through the floor. I mean, just hearing that was just. Yeah. yeah, you know, so you put that right there in line with Piper and Piper growing up and you know, on the streets, so to speak. So, I mean, they they certainly highlighted the the, the rags to riches story. Um, but like all other of the documentaries, you can certainly go. Oh, well, they didn't didn't seem to want to touch on that. Um, you know, everybody's it was Stone Cold's. It was they let Stone Cold's quotes lead the where he was in a lot of personal turmoil in the early 2000s they let him kind of lead it of uh you know i'm drinking a lot of beer not being the best dad you know didn't necessarily touch on as many accusations or headlines that were out there at the time um macho man obviously it was we're gonna throw out all kinds of things and he can't respond yeah you know so much like bookers you know i think the big the big glaring thing with booker was there was a the, uh, you know, one of his first storylines going into a WrestleMania main event with Triple H uh, and, a, and a, a racial undertone. And that was just completely glossed over. So again, entertaining, but certainly if you are a, if you watch the, during their careers, you can certainly go, well, why didn't they talk about this? Right. And, and, and other things, you know, like his problems with the company that let him go into TNA. Um, you know, yeah. you, you had 10 minutes on Undertaker doing spin a Rooney and not, touching on Sherry Martell, who I thought Sherry Martell, when she was put with Harlem Heat, I thought they just went to the next level. Like, it just really raised them. I thought they showed a couple clips of her. They didn't mention her by name, and I thought that was a big opportunity to miss. I thought the wrestling part was lacking. Uh, Justin, he, that was his, you know, it was a WrestleMania World title match, and they didn't mention it at all, and you know why. And again, they went hard after Randy Savage. Look, it was Savage. I'm not saying these... It should have been a puff piece, but the rest are. So in that case, it should have been. 
if, if it's one thing if this was Dark Side of the Ring where they are looking at you know uh, the positives and the negatives. Uh, then you expect it. But the other episodes have been like tributes. Like they've been like tribute fun episodes where you just uh, enjoy your favorite wrestler. And Randy Savage, they they went a completely different direction. They had stuff that was just easily false. Jerry Lawler saying Savage showed up on Nitro and Lawler told Vince that, hey, look, he's on the other show. When Nitro didn't even Nitro exist yet. Nitro even, right, yeah. Uh, on this episode, there's, there's just so many little things. Um, uh, Sam Roberts said uh, Hulk Hogan turned heel uh and joined the NWO for the first time ever in his career. Anyone knows that Hogan was a heel early in his career in his first WWF run. And it's just stuff like that that's so easily checkable that either you could reshoot it. I'm sure Roberts misspoke. He definitely knows that Hogan was a heel before. Um, but you could reshoot it or just take it out because putting those glaring falsehoods that are so easy to disprove that so many people know is not true um, just kind of kills the credibility of it. Those little things, too. Yeah, to your point, Raj, when it seems like a little thing, and I guess they are, but when you see those or hear those, it makes you question the entire rest of it. And it, it pokes holes through everything else. And you go, oh, is this really a biography? Or I mean, it's a biography, but like, how seriously do I take it? Is it just for fun or is it actual information? Which, you know, that's a big part of a biography. So right. it's always good to know. I think I'll say this next week's is Shawn Michaels. Which is competing against backlash, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd think they'd next, preempt it one week. Just you that, know, that's what I thought. Yeah. You know, like you know, if Raw could be preempted by tennis and the dog show back in the day, certainly we don't want to like spoil it <laughs> and go against our own. Company. Right. <laughs> um, I will say this: I think Sean, though Sean, out of I mean, obviously he's still alive, he's still very much involved with the company. I mean, he's he's you know, he's Triple H's best friend and right hand man in NXT at this point, and Sean has also been. Uh, the most open about his transgressions, like you know, I mean, like, like I mean, Austin's talked about said I took my ball and went home, you know, wasn't right, and I was in a bad place. Like Austin's talked about, you know, things that he regrets. You know, Macho Man's not here anymore. Roddy's not here anymore. Uh, Booker T, I mean, you know, regrets Robin Wendy's a dozen times, <laughs> but um, like Sean's been just the most open and how it's affected, like how it affected him, like as a performer and like how terrible he was to deal with so i think sean's will probably be the most true to form because there's not really much more to hide he's just kind of already came to terms with it and put it out there and it's kind of part of his reborn sean michaels yeah i just wonder how how far into it they go like savage they're talking about his dad giving him uh, steroid injections in the ass like are they going to go that far with sean or are they just going to say he had problems he had issues well but Uh, that, 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 that 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 quote you're talking about that quote comes from uh, gorgeous George, yeah, the right. girlfriend. Of, I mean, like, who yeah, they're going to interview Sunny for this? I, I guarantee was ask you, you. Are they going to interview Sunny? I mean, <laughs> right. There's nobody really that can interview, like, you know, like they're not going to interview Sunny. Uh, you know, China's restaurant. You know, she's passed on. Right. They're uh, not like, going to the, interview the 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 army guys that kicked his ass outside in Syracuse, right? I, I Marty, Gen- Marty Gennetti has his own problems right, right. now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, who, right. Who is? <laughs> They're going to interview Triple H. They're going to interview Kevin Nash. Right. I mean, like, who is there to interview about <laughs> Shawn Michaels? It's going to go, you know, and, and un- unearth some something, some skeleton that we had no idea existed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. He's kind of friends with a lot of guys that are pretty common in a lot of these videos and these uh, these kind of things. So it'll be interesting to see how yeah HBK is is because you're right. It's kind of the classic. There's so much to say, but at the same time what will be new and how will it be presented. I think it'll be a pretty uh, friendly piece at the end of the day, personally. Yeah. 
Um, few comments in the chat. Terry Allen Jr. asked, Jack, today did you see the WWE 2K22 dev video? I did not. I'm a big fan of the WWE games, but uh, they burned me a little hard the past few years. They're going to have to prove themselves to me at this point to get my attention. So uh, we'll see there. Uh, Mike Oxlittle says, really enjoyed all the biographies so far. And we also have... Um, I, I will say this about the biographies, too. While there were things with the Savage one that bothered me uh, and the inaccuracies, they are all very entertaining. I'm entertaining. Ne- never bored in any of them. They're, they're easy to watch. Which I yeah. was worried about. When I saw they were going to be two hours, I was like, ooh. But, right. but, but they fill it. And then, you know, at the end of each one, I'm like, they should have went longer because there's so much that, uh, that's not in there that they could have put in in each one. Yeah. And then it's Z asks, does Vince try to bring back Brock for SummerSlam versus Lashley or Roman? Feel bad for Lashley getting his run as champ in this terrible era creatively for Raw. Uh, we'll definitely talk about Lashley in a little bit, but what do you guys think the odds are of a Brock return for SummerSlam? Hi. I agree. I have it in my notes. I'll get to it later. Hi. I agree. Not Matt Riddle high, but high. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then uh, shout out to Ashley Heslop. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, And for everyone else as well, just thank you so much for watching the show with us. Uh, If you could do us a big favor, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, share with your friend, and leave us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts while you're there. Um, Are you guys ready to get into the the go-home show for WrestleMania Backlash? Woo-hoo. <laughs> I do got to say, you're, you're looking sharp again tonight, Jack. Next week, I'm going to come prepared. I'm going to wear a tie. It'll be the first time. I'm excited. Yeah, like I'm a excited. year and a half that I've worn a tie. <laughs> I, I am excited to see it. Yeah. Uh, Screw it. I'll wear a tie next week. All right. We're, 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 it's going to be the Sophisticated Gentleman's Podcast. <laughs> sophisticated ge- we're introducing it as the Sophisticated Gentleman's Podcast as well. Uh <laughs> Um, overall, for me, this episode felt very like classic go home show. Lots of like go home show stuff. Before getting into the nitty gritty, any just overall thoughts from uh, you guys? Justin, love you go first. Any broad strokes thought of the episode? Just uh, th- there were little things that I was like, okay, yes, but but still, overall, too much rinse repeat. Um, I started, I'm starting to get little feels and maybe it's because we start to have target dates of return to normal and they have certain bullets they're keeping in the chamber. I'm starting to get little feels of, okay, they're, they're getting ready to open the garage door and, and let this, this car, I'm mixing, I'm mixing, I'm mixing, I'm mixing my metaphors. I got guns, I got cars coming out of garages. Like, I feel like there's things that are starting to warm up, but overall, like, I don't think, like, I don't think this raw is going to do any great number. That's what you're getting to yeah it's, it's you know uh yeah i think i agree with, i like what you're saying about that i think um you're accurate as f- i or i agree with you it does feel a little bit like they're like we've got this stuff ready but we don't want to do it now we want to wait until people yeah. are there um how do you feel raj it's just this this repeating over and over and over um and this hasn't been ha- this hasn't been a pandemic thing i mean it's it's gone on way before um and again, I, I don't ever, I don't want to t- turn this into an AEW versus WWE thing. But I, on Dynamite, you have all these, you have feuds, but they're not facing each other each and every week and just you know changing the ending. Um, it's you can face other people, and AEW does too many brawls at the end. But you can do other stuff, you know, uh, 
where you don't have to just keep wrestling the same guys over and over and over every week and just redundant, just feels like you're watching the same show. I, I think that's been the biggest fault of Raw. And SmackDown, they do repeat stuff too, but the other stuff is way more creative. You know, last last Friday they had the eulogy with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. It was just really entertaining. It was different. Um, it just SmackDown is such an, uh, a superior show to this. And Raw just feels just... Like, it's just repeat. Uh, someone tweeted, it's repeat all matches or, or repeat all week or, or, or rematches all week, sorry. But yeah. that's what it feels like. And it's all because of that extra hour. We've we've yeah. talked about this. That if Raw, even even this Raw, even the storylines and content you have, if it's only two hours, and I get it. I know that I know that three hours of Raw and what we deem as um, – failure in, in in ratings is still better than anything else they could put out in syndication right even if that third hour was show me 15 minutes show me 15 minutes of uh, a good documentary you have coming to peacock right mixed in mm-hmm. with you know show me an nxt match show me show me some raw talk eat just let what's raw be two hours of the storylines it would be it would be better just because it's two hours, but them trying to fill three hours, right? And and you have hundreds of people in developmental that could use just working as enhancement talent. You could have AJ and Omos this week facing two enhancement talent and just getting a dominant win. Yeah. Uh, instead of you know again you're repeating them against the New Day. Just it's just a variation of that. Just freshen it up. It's they they did it before. I don't know why all of a sudden they're in this pattern where you got to do the same thing every week. I don't know if it's just Vince ripping up the script and then just going back to the previous week and editing a few parts out. But it it it's a problem. Yeah, and yeah, like you mentioned, there's so many people backstage, and I everyone always talks about the. You know, I always say I'm a WCW guy. Everyone always talks about the best stuff during those days was the cruiserweight stuff. The cruiserweight stuff, if you really watched, was just random guys going out there and tearing it down for 10 minutes, and then one of them had a title. I think if you threw out like Buddy Murphy and Ricochet and said, just go for 10 minutes, right. we'd all love it. it. Whatever. If it goes somewhere cool, if not, whatever. But it's not the same thing we see every week. Yeah. There, is, there is a huge disconnect. I mean, and we're, it's coming to light a lot with the, the recent trash bag gate, you know, Mickey James speaking. You know, people talking about like, you know, the trash bag gate was a big thing, and then Mickey said, like, she got a call from Vince, she got a call from Hunter and, and Steph, and, like, they all basically said, like, we just had no idea, we didn't realize the optics. It, it, the company is just so big, and it grows every year. The more money they make, the, the more mainstream they get, they're in the movies, and they're in all this stuff. They get so far removed of being, you know, hands-on like Vince was in the 90s. And I think that's what it comes down to. He, he's just the, the, the levels. I mean, and we hear about released talent saying how hard it is just to get a conversation with him, just to pitch an idea. I think things are just so far removed. He's just not aware of what you just said, Jack. Give us a Buddy Murphy match. And, and people just because just it's fresh and new. It doesn't necessarily have to progress a storyline. Just give us something fresh just for the sake of, 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 of our eyes seeing something we haven't seen recently of, of, of pairings. Right, and if you flip through the channels and you see Ricochet hitting a 6.30, you're going to want to keep watching one way or the other, at least I think. And if you don't, then you're probably not going to watch wrestling anyway, so what's the big deal? Yeah, I mean, they ju- they just started that T-bar thing a couple weeks ago, right? And then they were already, like, MIA the last couple weeks. Um, give them just a couple of a job guys to beat. Just feature them. Feature new talent. Feature different guys. Doesn't And 
just haven't really just face enhancement talent. What, yeah, 100%. Um, before we get into the nitty-gritties, we have uh, Jason uh, Pugh. Let me know if I'm saying that right. Or Joshua Pugh, sorry about that. Let me know if I'm saying that right uh, with the super chat. Thank you so much for that. It looks like there was a couple of them. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the opening match. Speaking of things that are uh, we've seen before, the show kicks off with action, and that's my favorite way to start a show. Uh, so we leave the promos at home this time. It's a six-woman tag team match. Uh, and like I said, kind of quintessential go-home style. Charlotte teaming up with the tag team champs to go up against Asuka and Mandy and Brooke. I thought the match was cool. Asuka got a win over Shayna. But the story here was Alexa showing up and saying that she has her eye on someone. And the question is who? Justin, I know you're the expert on all things Fiend. <laughs> who does Lily have her eye on in this match? Nobody's an expert of what's going on with the Alexa. <laughs> but I am the most interested because I know Raj hates the magic stuff. No, I, I was uh, like, yeah, I mean, a six-woman tag, I, I don't think that does a lot of... Women's wrestling is interesting, but it doesn't mean we need to throw as many women out. Like, it, a little bit scattered. But I did think that Alexa appearing on the stage, and this is one of the advan advantages of having a closed set, is that you can have her and that entire swing set pop up on the stage. There's no crowd to watch it be set up. Uh, I did think that, and her saying, you know, we're watching someone, he, like, and then went to commercial. That is a nice little hook to commercial. And then she's laughing again after the match, after Charlotte attacks Oscar, uh, I believe. Like these are nice little hooks. So again, I this is better usage uh, of time to me of giving me a hook that like Alexa and Creepy Doll are targeting one of these women. I I was okay with that. Yeah, I uh, I'm with you. See, I was always against it because it wasn't wrestling based. But now that she's at the ringside area saying she wants to at least watch one of these women, I'm starting to merge into your lane, Just. I'm starting to to get on board here. Raj, was this enough for you? Oh, it sucked. I mean, any time. First of all, anytime she turns into a nine-year-old with a doll and she's giggling uh, on a swing set, um, I think it sucks. It's stupid, uh, and and I'm I'm not holding back anymore. It just sucks. Um, this whole thing has sucked. It sucked since the beginning. It never got good. Everyone's saying, "Give it time, see where they go." We kept waiting. We saw what they did at WrestleMania. It's it's been shit. Uh, let's move on. Let's get Alexa Bliss back to normal. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't sucks. think I don't think her back to normal is necessarily better. It's better. I just, it's better. I don't know. I'm more concerned. What, the, what it's not stupid when you're watching it. You might not think she's as good of a, a, a worker as Charlotte or Sasha, but at least you're not like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'm more concerned about Bray Wyatt slash the Fiend. Where's that? We've had two matches since December. Like that. That to That's me a feels pretty sweet like, deal for him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That to me feels of the confusion. This is more interesting, Alexa Bliss, than her just coming out being Little Miss Bliss. Very pretty, very athletic, but small. Doesn't make a lot of noise when she bumps. It sounds ridiculous, but it's actually a real thing. Like I, I just, I don't think she ever really caught, like had injury setbacks. This at least is more interesting to me. She doesn't have to take a, a damn bump. I, I, I just don't agree at all. I don't. It's it's. It, I don't think it's interesting. It's it's different for sure, but it sucks and it's just hokey. And uh, it, it's it's you show a bunch of your friends this. I, I think the majority will be like that is the corniest thing I've ever seen. Well, or pretty now that, corny. 
Uh, we also got a few super chats here. Ashley says, Raj, Justin, and Joyful Jack, nearly 5 a.m. in the morning here in Manchester, England. Long-time listener, first-time super chat. Anyway, is it just me, or is Braun Strowman a parody of himself now? Well, thank you for the super chat. Uh, I'll, Raj, I'll let you take it. Is he a, a parody? Uh, he's not the Braun Strowman of old, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I, I feel like they've kind of ruined him. Uh, he was he was the closest thing to something special there for a while, almost like, gosh, the the last would be maybe the Undertaker, something like that, where you know where it just felt like it was this unbeatable machine or close to it, um, and and that was what three years ago, maybe mm-hmm. was it three or four, uh, but whatever it was when he was feuding with Roman and just looked amazing. And now you see where he is now. And at least they got rid of the choo-choo sound effects, but he's he's not anywhere near the level that he was before. They they brought him down when they had uh, the closest thing to a homegrown superstar in, in a while. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll probably talk more about Braun in a little bit. I do want to say we got another super chat from Clee. Uh, last name Torres uh, says, "Jack, keep up the great work." Haywood gotcha. Haywood certainly did. Um, I had enough time to look at your name, Clee, though, and I got—I was able to avoid it. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, this is one of the things we keep talking about: is how long this show is, and and how hard it is to watch the whole thing. I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's always tricky to basically start preparing everything at like 4.30. The show starts at 5 here where I live. Then you got this three-hour show. Then you've got everything afterwards. Uh, something for me personally that's been really helping me just keep up this positive energy and keep me going is uh, HelloFresh. I don't know if you guys have tried it out or seen it, but uh, HelloFresh sends me these fresh pre-measured ingredient uh, meals where I can basically take it make it really quick. And it's not fast food. It's not greasy. It's not gross. It's all healthy, good for me kind of food. And it helps me skip the grocery store. It helps me make it fast. So it's fun. It's easy. It's affordable. All those good things. Uh, It's actually America's number one meal kit. So if you're someone who likes the pre-prepared stuff, like all the other brands out there, uh, HelloFresh is the number one. uh, And it takes all the stress out of making all the meals and you can do it in like 30 minutes or less. You also get a great value because it's cheaper than most other brands. 28% cheaper than going to the grocery store. 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal. And you're not sacrificing the quality. I made some. I had a bunch of them recently. They're delicious. They're amazing. Um, so... Uh, Make sure to check that out. I say go to HelloFresh.com slash Inc12 and use the code Inc12 for free meals, including free shipping as well. Uh, HelloFresh, it saves you time on those busy weeknights. Um, and I loved their uh, – they had this great chin one I tried recently. But do yourself a favor. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Inc12. Again, use the code Inc12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit. And, and that Inc12, that's I-N-C-1-2. And I just tweeted out earlier tonight, uh, I tweeted a picture of the dinner that uh, me and my, my daughters and my wife had. Uh, like you said, Jack, on Mondays, it makes it so much easier. You know, before Raw, 30 to 45 minutes, you're done. 
uh, had it, and it was absolutely delicious. These tacos that we had tonight, uh, last week we had these meatballs. It's, it's just so good. Um, my daughters, uh, they asked me to email HelloFresh and ask for these same tacos, uh, in the next shipment. So we're gonna, I'm gonna see if they could do that, but it's, it's, it's amazing. I've been using them for a long time now. It's, it makes cooking easy. It's healthy and it's fun. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I'm a terrible cook, but these came out great. And I'm not talking about like microwavable stuff. Like it was like real meals. I, I got to feel like I was a real chef. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say there's a few story beats that happened with the Alexa thing. Um, and I wanted to quickly add on and get your thoughts on. Baszler's knee went out during this match before Asuka got the win. And I was wondering, uh, and Justin, you're the expert. I'm going to ask you, do you think that Baszler's knee went out because – Lily had something to do with it or do you think it was maybe her letting the team down even though she's the one telling everyone to focus all the time I mean I don't think there's a voodoo doll that was stabbing Shayna's doll in the knee if that's what you're implying they've, um, they've stolen enough from Papa Shango you never know there might be more <laughs> uh, I mean if it if it is Raj is gonna hate it because that's 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 magic that's magic galore. Uh, no, I, I I didn't think that. Um, I didn't really put more. I didn't really put too much thought into it. Till you brought it up, Jack. You put the expert on the spot here. Um, no, I don't think I, I don't think whatever it was. I don't think it was that thought out. Whether it was part of the story or whether it was a real, I don't uh, I don't know. I don't think it had anything to do with it with with Lily. Yeah. Well. There was a, a story beat later in the night as well uh, that had to do with uh, some of the people involved in this. Charlotte visited her old pal, Sonya Deville, and Sonya suddenly had the idea of putting Asuka in a second match against Ripley tonight, uh, really driving home that somehow Charlotte's pulling the strings here. Uh, I'm interested to find out what Charlotte has over Sonya Deville to get Sonya to keep on doing these things. Raj, you're not a fan of Alexa Bliss. Are you a fan of Charlotte finding a way to run the division? I mean, I'm, I'm a big Charlotte fan. Uh, I just wonder if they even know where this is going. A lot of times it feels like they just throw stuff out and they drop it after a few weeks. I hope that's not the case here. I think Sonya Deville is ultra talented. I think she has a ton of potential. Um, and Charlotte, you know, is Charlotte. She's great. So hopefully they have something in mind and it's not just kind of going by the seat of their pants every week. Yeah, and that's the big worry is that they, like you said, it's sometimes it's week to week. They they don't long long are the days for this is where we want to end up six months from now, and then we right. book backwards. Um, right. You know, I like Charlotte too. I think there would be a great story if there's something more there. Of why all of a sudden Sonya's back and she's infused herself into management and the relationship with Charlotte, et cetera. But yeah, to Raj's point, I, I don't. I, I have a feeling we'll get to SummerSlam and we'll be like, "Hey, remember that?" And then there'll be no, no explanation. Uh, well, later in the night, Oscar and Rhea Ripley do have their match, and just to kind of tie a bow on this whole thing, uh, they have the match. I thought it was a solid match. I felt like Charlotte sounded good on commentary. She does what she always does. Ripley gets a clean win over one of her challengers, and even though Oscar loses, it was her second match, so I think it's kind of hard to blame her. So as a go home show. I thought this story played out well going into the the pay-per-view, even if it's seemingly similar to what's going on in the men's division. Uh, you, you like where this is going, Justin? No. I, I and I like <laughs> and I like triple threats. That's not a popular thing. I know a lot of people don't like triple threats. I like them because I do like the 
the booking flexibility it gives you, the the the, the exit strategy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But on your go home show, anybody involved in your title matches, you need to protect to a certain extent. I, I so I just didn't like Oscar being treated the way she was. I, I feel like that kind of like is just the glaring sign of take her out of the fold. This is a Rhea or a, or a Charlotte thing. Um, you know, Raj has his theory of how booking 101, which we'll get to with Bobby Lashley later, <laughs> about how, how you get treated on the go-home. What does it mean for the pay-per-view? I, again, I like triple threats, but I, I'm not a fan of how this women's thing is, is progressing. Yeah, I don't really see Asuka winning the title uh, this Sunday. Um, yeah, to your point, I, I do think it's between Asuka and Charlotte, even though a lot of times them losing, that would be the sign that they're going to win at the pay-per-view. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I, I think this is one of those cases where you could just have Asuka beat somebody. And you could have Rhea Ripley beat somebody. Beat someone from developmental. Just give them wins. Just make them both stronger as opposed to needing them to wrestle you know, again. And it just waters it down, I think. Fair enough. Um, in the chat, we have King Rail says, didn't realize I missed Jinder until tonight. I actually liked his title run. He can give Bobby a good feud. Happy he was brought back in a stable. And that is a perfect segue. Because I wanted to talk about Jinder Mahal versus Jeff Hardy up next. Uh, he came back with Shanky and Veer. And I like the way this team looks. I like the way this team sounds. I like everything about them, but it was about as straightforward and basic of a debut of a stable as you could ever ask for. It was, hey, by the way, we're a team here, ready to do our thing. Uh, As far as the match went, I think this was a great match for him because Jeff Hardy, I think we all still love. I think we still have that feeling of him being a champion and we want him to win, but we also now know exactly where Jinder stands with everything. Uh, but Jinder gets a fresh, clean win. Um, Justin, we'll start with you on this one as well. Do you like seeing the return of Jinder Mahal? I'm a Jinder fan. I have been. Uh, I think he's got a lot of internet hate for uh, unnecessary reasons. So I'm glad to see him back. Um, you know, these guys that he's with, they were in NXT. They were with originally, I think, Malcolm Bivens. Um, the one guy I, I think I think they're calling Veer. He was actually a Pittsburgh Pirate Major League Baseball pitcher like six or seven years ago. Huh. Was he the uh, one that the movie was based on? Million Dollar Arm? Yes. Okay. Uh, Rinku Singh, I believe is his name. Yeah. Uh, the other one, not Veer, but I forget his, what they called him. Shanky he, Singh. I think he's different. I don't think he was the original. Yeah, uh, he's different. He, he's, yeah. he wasn't one of Indus, uh, uh, Indus Share. Thank you. I couldn't think of the team name. Um, So, I mean, this is fine. The presentation's fine. I mean, I I saw a stupid tweet, of, but I couldn't help it. Somebody took a screen of like, oh, the the Bollywood boys have really let themselves. (laughs) Because Ginger's been, 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 you know, attached to having lackeys. Um, But but I'm okay with the presentation. The biggest thing I took away from this, okay, Ginger's back, great. Ginger looks strong, great. All for it was, oh, my God, like, is Jeff Hardy on his way out? Because here's a guy that last year we were told signed a new deal. But, I mean, Jeff Hardy was just treated like, oh, you're leaving? We're going to use your credibility, and we're going to have every other person beat the hell out of you. Because that was a just decisive squash. Yeah, I wouldn't hold my breath on big things for Jeff Hardy in the near future. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we see this time and time again. Real quick, with Shanky Singh, one thing, I felt like it didn't really come across on TV how huge this guy is. 
He's mm-hmm. seven feet tall, uh, 350 pounds. He's a big dude. I mean, the other guy's huge too, but Shanky is like, you know, seven feet tall. So you, Shanky's you gotta... taller than, he's bigger than Gender, and Gender's pretty big too. Right. Yeah. 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 So he might be one to keep your eye out on, especially because Vince, you know, he likes the, the big guys. Um, Jeff Hardy, we've seen this time and time again. We saw it with Rob Van Dam there for a while during his last run and the Dudleys. Uh, these guys where all of a sudden they decide they're old. So instead of keeping them strong and then losing uh, big matches to up-and-comers, they just lose every match to where it doesn't mean anything to beat them. You know, if Jeff Hardy, if he was, you know, being kept strong and then loses a big feud to, oh gosh, who's uh, uh, who would be someone good? Um, Damien Priest. Da- yeah, Damien Priest. Or I was trying to think of a heel, but it like... Like The Miz. Yeah, Bobby, someone, I mean, or, what's that? Uh, Bobby Lashley, Baron or, Corbin, or, <laughs> Baron Corbin. Right. Uh, not finding the right example there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, like <laughs> keeping keeping them strong, so when he get does get beat, it helps elevate somebody. Whereas now everyone beats him, so it's not elevating anybody. And again, they did that with RVD, Dudley Boy, so many guys, and the, Matt Hardy. They did it in the past. Um, well, so and mind it, you, it, Matt, who's always especially in AEW now, Matt is very much, if you follow his Twitter, he is playing to the he and Jeff reunited. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, uh, but I mean. Yeah, he just re-signed last year, right? He re-signed, mm-hmm. Jeff re-signed last year, uh, so uh, so we think. <laughs> and, but, <laughs> but I don't know, the way Matt's tweeting, and Matt <laughs> likes to troll, but he's also right. tweeting almost as if like maybe – something's changed maybe jeff has said i do or don't want to do this and i don't know but it's it, this this does not smell like oh we have jeff hardy for the next three years yeah yeah and to roger's point uh yeah i this is he's the perfect guy that to, i mean if you I want mean, to put him out there against some some guys just to put on great matches because fans love jeff hardy they want to see jeff hardy they want to see him win so he's the perfect person to put out there against someone who just wants tv time or maybe a developmental person or maybe just a, a guy like, like I like a, I always use Ricochet as the example because he's so amazing in the ring. Let's just see them both have matches and he wins a bunch of them. And then, yeah, to your point, he loses. It matters. I don't know, but Jinder uh, came back looking good to your point. I just want to add too. Yeah. Jinder's huge. He looked average next to that guy. I don't know if WWE has ever had this many incredibly massive people all at once. It's it's been a while since they've had like two seven foot plus guys. Yeah, and that's and that's now we also have like Braun, who's not seven plus, but still a fairly big fella. Right. So yeah, they got a lot of meat in that locker room right now. Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says they dropped the other dude because he spoiled that NXT match between Keith Lee and Adam Cole during the summer. No, 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 no. That was actually. Veer, who we saw tonight, the, the guy who I just said was the Pittsburgh Pirate pitcher, that was him who, yeah, Instagram storied the Keith Lee celebration. That was him, but he still kept around. So yeah. I, I, I had to do the same research check, too, but that's not the case. Yeah, it could be they just felt the other guy wasn't progressing as well, or or they just felt like they want to get Shanky Singh on, and they just picked who was who they felt was the best from in to share. Well, they've had it. And they've and they've had a huge they've had a pretty uh, WWE's been getting more Indian talent. Yeah, 
they have a, a pretty big crop of Indian talent that are training with something like in terms of, okay, we need to find a, we want to find somebody who's Indian, a partner with uh veer. I mean, they have some options. So yeah, I mean, that might've been that just the, yeah, the guy that was with them just wasn't cutting it. Yeah. They did that whole Indian special there uh, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, Chris, uh, Pantaleo says LOD's career took off after Rocco was All found. Right. <laughs> I think that's referring to Alexa Bliss's doll. Yeah, dolls haven't really worked out the best in, in wrestling. No. Um, <laughs> Jax Collins uh, also says real quick, uh, Kinder should have been built, I think it means gender should have been built strong on return against a jobber, not Jeff, and just dominated for the next few weeks. Um, and then King Rail also says Jeff is going to AEW in a, in a is a damn near lock. Uh, just seeing those. And then... Um, Oh, and then I think I missed one. What was the last one you were on, uh, Raj? Sorry, one second. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. Oh, I'm so glad Jinder is back. I want to see Jinder versus Drew. I feel like the story would be better than Drew versus Sheamus because they have more history. I have a feeling that match is going to happen one way or the other. Two big guys like that? Come on. Makes sense yeah, to me. And, and they kind of teased it a while ago, um, You know, mentioning it on, on screen, how they were friends and stuff like that. So... Um, I, I do feel it, it, I, I feel like it's, it's more interesting than, uh, Drew versus Sheamus was. And I think part of that is because Sheamus had been around for so long and losing most of the time. So I uh, get someone who's kind of fresh. Jinder actually was losing a lot the last time he was, he was there once he dropped the title. But since he's been off of TV, absence makes the hearts grow, the heart grow fonder. So, uh, I, I, I agree. He's Slater yeah. for special referee. Yes. <laughs> But you make a good point, Raj. I mean, just giving people some time off makes us love them so much more instead of having them on every single week over and over and over again. Right. Um, I guess something that AEW and NXT benefit from is they don't have their same guys every single week. Um, mm. But moving on, speaking of same guys, we had the biggest match of the night in terms of sheer volume. It was an eight-man tag. And again, kind of a basic go-home show set up. A bunch of people just all thrown in together that have things going on. Uh, Elias and Riker are putting some farmer's markets kids through college with all the tomatoes they're buying. And AJ, of all people, said they need to be serious for once. Uh, but my favorite line of the night was Riddle was dropping all these bro puns. And so when they saw that someone's behind him, he asked, is it the creepy doll, Lily? <laughs> Which was hilarious to me that he was making fun of the creepy doll. Uh, fairly unimportant match, but I thought it was just a fun, silly couple of segments to get to the match itself. Um, Raj, are you, uh, is, is Matt Riddle growing on you? He, as long as Orton's there, he's fine. Cause I, <laughs> the way they play off each, uh, each other, I, I do get a kick out of that. The, the, you know, what was really weird with that segment with the tomatoes is they had almost like squeeze one. And first of all, he is seven foot three tall guy squeezing a tomato is not really, um, that impressive, but they had the tomato sliced. If you go back and watch, the tomato was sliced. I don't know. It's a gimmick tomato. It's a Raj. gimmick. Yeah, they gimmicked the tomato. Get off of it. The tables are gimmicked. Everything else is gimmicked. Mark that Henry. Is the weirdest thing. It's one thing when Mark Henry, you know, is squashing an apple, but they gimmicked a tomato. Go back and watch it. It's so strange. And then also, they keep calling them rotten tomatoes when they look like the freshest tomatoes that you could find. They're like bright red. You know, it's. Ah. I'm going to stick up for my busted open co-host on Fridays. Mark Henry bent a frying pan. I was it, was, say it was not gimmicked. Right. That was a effing 
sturdy frying pan. All right, that ain't no sliced tomatoes. Don't don't put Mark Henry. Was, it, was the apple legit? Yes. That was that. Okay. Mark has told me that like I, I, he he has said that he 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 made a point that there would be no gimmicks in the strength, uh, you know, the feet strength. Uh, and he's pulling pulling the truck. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all I know, I, it's so funny you mentioned. That. I was literally thinking of the frying pan as uh, Rogers mentioning the sliced tomato. I was thinking. Right now, Mark Henry's probably shaking his head. Like, what? Come on. <laughs> no, no, for, for sure. <laughs> no, I'm saying you compare Mark Henry squashing an apple to uh, almost squashing a pre-cut tomato. It's just, they, they have gone downhill in their feats of strength on the show. <laughs> Especially if it's a pre-tape. And if he tries to break it and it doesn't happen, they can just try again. Why do you have to go? Right. If he did, if he couldn't break a tomato, then I think they've got bigger problems than refilming <laughs> the, the, the the shot there. Uh, as far as the match goes, I think everyone did themselves favors. I thought they all looked fine. I think everyone looked good here. Uh, the story of the match, though, I thought was what happened at the end when Orton arcadoed the New Day, uh, and I think it told the viewers and Matt Riddle that it's not just can Orton live with Riddle's silly attitude, but also. Can Riddle live with all the voices inside Randy Orton's head? Uh, I like this dynamic. They don't like each other, but they do. Uh, Justin, was this a good match for you? Did you like how this all played out? Uh, no, I'm an RK Bro fan, and I said that I, I don't. You know, I haven't bought wrestling merchandise in a while, but I might buy an RK Bro shirt when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But here's my problem: is it seems like okay, we're building RK Bro. Like, Orton Riddle, like we're building them. They're going to be the number one contender tag team. Whether they take the titles, we don't know. But like that's what we're building to is them versus AJ and almost. I don't like throwing this eight man tag, which is it's not even the anchor. It's not even the main event. It, it, it's they they toss it into the transition from hour one to hour two. I don't like doing this, having almost physically get involved with Riddle. I, I don't know. I just like I feel like you can have Riddle and and Orton beat you know Elias and Riker, beat New Day, roll out a few more tag teams, and save that interaction for almost who is the talent that they are building to. You know, to give people just a, a, a brief insight, when you look at the match, when you look at the ring, whatever tag team they put at the corner that is facing the camera. Normally, that's always the babyface corner, but they always put AJ and almost there. The reason being, that's where they want you to see the facial. That's what they want you to see, the size. They're putting almost there. They did it at Mania. They've been doing it since. I don't like them spoiling for the, 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 the interaction. There's, there's no reason to. The only, the only smart thing they did is they kept almost and Orton away from each other. You know, Orton didn't even engage with almost, which was good. But I, I thought this was a waste. This was not needed. You know, get, get me to the pay-per-view match. But this was not needed at all. I agree. And I also thought doing silly comedy in a match where you're building almost as this giant monster, this imposing monster. And then you have New Day outside the ring, you know, spinning AJ around with his, you know, with his legs. Yeah. I just thought it just... There's just a disconnect. It's just goofy. It makes AJ look goofy, and he's paired with Omos. It makes the New Day look goofy. 
And then after the match, where uh, Riddle is, I did like his line where he's like, "Yo, how are we gonna have any friends if you keep doing this?" After Orton RKO New Day, I, I got a little chuckle after that. And so Riddle's concerned, and then he starts smiling, and he's got a big grin, even though his his partners are still laid out in the ring. So it's it's you know quality control, little things. I I, I agree with uh, Justin. They could have had almost an AJ squash lucha house party or bring two two people from NXT again kind of the same uh theme we've had all night is uh just keep them yeah. away from Riddle and uh Orton right now and one of the reasons why uh, Elias ends up getting pinned so the heel team loses is that almost you know as you said goes out to try to like help AJ who's getting his legs spun around it just makes almost who up to this point briefly, but he's been made to look like I mean, this dude's a legit seven three. He looks like a big deal, but this this behavior of him getting distracted to go do this it's that whole fee fi fo fum. It, 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 you know, so right. it th- this was not needed at all. I, I like almost I like Orton Riddle, but we this was not needed. We don't need to spoil what's supposed to be the payoff match. You don't need to spoil that interaction this early on, right? Well, I will take the L on this one, guys. I thought it was fun, but uh, you make great points. I can't. Jack, I can't you're argue. just trying to get a job there. I'm just trying to get. A, <laughs> I'm still waiting. Stanford area code is two o three. I'll just wait for that <laughs> phone call to come. I'm looking at the phone. I'm waiting for Vince to call me. Put my show over, Jack. <laughs> I'm the difference maker for all the ratings. Whether or not I put the show over. Um, but uh, we have uh, in the chat uh, Sukon Medic. Uh, any chance we will see Lou Bricant at Backlash? Who? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure who that is. Is that one of the trademark names? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Jax asks, uh, or says, I don't like Omos, uh, tagging in early, then tagged out when he could have squashed Riddle and won the match easily. Didn't make sense. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it, I think it would have been nice if he never even got in the ring. Um, yeah, like they're yeah. they're working hard to keep him out of the ring. I think would have been a cool cool little story. You know, like they don't yeah. want almost tagged in. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, as we continue on, we got a few. It, quick- it is wild, real quick. Um, two years ago, Randy Orton was chasing Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. You know, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of wild how much stuff has changed in two years. Yeah. Wow. That, and now they're they're both here. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, I just got it. Uh-oh. Lubricant. I they got me again. They got me again. <laughs> I'm gonna have to... ah. <laughs> lubricant. The lubricant. I don't think it will be at Backlash. Um Lubricant. Uh so we had Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo in the match everyone was looking forward to. Uh, but I thought what was interesting here, the promo beforehand, what I liked from Sheamus was he says, why walk in the footsteps of has-beens when I can pave my own new path, which is both fair and a slap in the face to history, and I'm here for it. Uh, I, story of the match, I think Sheamus just proving himself beating up this guy again and uh, Carrillo not giving up. Uh, look, I don't know if that was supposed to be the end. Um no or what happened there, but uh, hopefully he's okay. Creo's okay. Any takeaways from this? That was not, Either of you? that was absolutely not the uh, <clears throat> play and finish. That was the ref uh, using the discretion he's given, which is these guys shouldn't be <laughs> continuing. Um, I have bigger worries about Humberto. Like 
you know, Seamus, it was awkward the way he fell onto Carrillo's knee. And, you know, Seamus, I think, to a little extent, actually sold. You know, good for him. But mm-hmm. Carrillo, I think, was the worry. He Everything got mistimed and rotated. And Seamus is a big boy. He's he's 260-plus. And uh, he just came down awkwardly all on Carrillo's left knee. In addition to Carrillo and his body and his tailbone and everything just hitting the floor. So, um, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully they're okay, but that, that, this was definitely not the finish. Yeah, yeah, his left leg, he it landed. Seamus landed on him weird. Uh, not to be a dad, not to be sound like a parent, but why is Humberto Carrillo giving a six foot three, two hundred and sixty pound guy a sunset flip? You know, power bomb off the off the apron. A guy who has spinal stenosis is forty three years old. Um, just seemed like a stupid spot to begin with, and. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah, Humberto landed awkwardly. Hopefully, he just tweaked his leg and he'll, he's fine. So, um, but it did look kind of bad. So, uh, hopefully, he's okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, hopefully, he's okay there. Uh, moving on, we had Priest uh, in a segment where he looked like he was dressed like the Crow, talking about adding a stipulation to their match at the pay per view. And Morrison says he wants to do it, so they're doing it. Story of this match, though, was Miz on the outside, both scared of his guy losing and trying to help him get the win, cost him the match instead, creating possibly a further divide between the two. Um, And then Priest takes another shot at Morrison after the bell. Uh, Raj, I like Miz and Morrison together, but I'm also very interested in the idea of them going their separate ways. Uh, How did you like this one? Again, these guys have been... so. Damian Priest has been feuding with the Miz and John Morrison since January. We're, you know, we're almost halfway through the year next month. Um, I'm sick of this feud. I, I know they're using it for the Miz and Morrison, but again, you could have them wrestle different people. Uh, it doesn't have to be Damian Priest every week. Um, yeah, I just want, I'm just ready for them to move on. Hopefully they do the split at the pay-per-view. Uh, they go to Miz and Morrison. Obviously, I'm assuming Morrison's going to be the babyface. I hope this goes on to bigger and better things for him. Uh, with WWE, it's hard to tell. You see, you know, people get that one to two week push. Did we miss Shelton and Cedric? No, that's coming okay, up. Gotcha. Just a second, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't care. I feel like the raw side of this pay per view is just really weak. And this yeah. match, I, I don't care about it at all. I was over it after WrestleMania, personally. But, Justin, yeah. how do you feel about it? I mean, I'm a huge Damian Priest fan. But Same. So, yeah, I mean, we're leading to Morrison Miz split. Fine. Um, Priest, you know, he did his hit the lights finisher. This is the best the finishers looked. It's one of those finishers. I'm big on finishers. It needs mm-hmm. to be a finisher that you can hit on almost anybody. You can do it almost out of nowhere. It doesn't you know, require 10 seconds of setup. It looked great. Um, I, I guess my biggest hang-up here is Jack. So the whole thing is we get to pick stipulation, right? So Priest wins. He doesn't want Miz to run away. So he picks a lumberjack match. Not a cage match. Right. Not an inferno match. You know, he's got the whole fire gimmick and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's he actually picks a, a point. He picks a lumberjack match. Now, I think back to young Justin. In 1993, <laughs> at the Hammerstein Ballroom, in the early years of Monday Night Raw, the early year, there was a lumberjack main event. It was between Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Ho, and 
HBK Shawn Michaels. It was Lumberjack. I was so excited. Mom let me stay up for a minute. I was in elementary school because, Mom, it's Shawn Michaels versus Jim Duggan, and all the locker, all the other wrestlers are going to be out there. They're all going to like make sure that like the match happens. That was a big deal. Why? Because we got one Raw a week, and you saw just a couple people, and you saw a pay-per-view four times a year. So it was special to see all these big-name guys, not the jobbers, but these big-name guys all out there together. 2021 does not hold the same standard. The fact that this is what Damian Priest comes up with as his way to punish the Miz pisses me off. Because I love the Miz as a heel, and I love Damian Priest as a babyface, and I have more Damian Priest that I'll get to later. This is stupid beyond belief that it's lumberjack matches what Damian Priest has just earned his way to. That, that's I feel like that's great, Raj. Do you? <laughs> I, I agree. And when they said lumberjack yeah. match, I was like, that. I mean, I just felt like that got over like a fart in church. It was just. Is not you know uh, again that's about as weak of a stip as you could pick uh, in today's mm-hmm. wrestling and we you know we just had a war games match last week where a guy flew off the top of the cage through a, a piece of cardboard, um, <laughs> but but still I mean it was a, a brutal match and when you get to pick a stip, um, you pick that's what you go with I, I just thought uh, it was really weak. It would be better if the lumberjacks were a bunch of us who podcast. Uh, about pro wrestling and we each get to set up microphones on each side of the ring and when somebody comes out we get to see who gets the most ridiculous sound bite possible that would be a more entertaining <laughs> lumberjack match than me seeing uh yeah, than me seeing the, the guys on main event that are going to be out there to help beat the miz and throw them back into the the, the ring right I, uh, At least yeah. we get to see like Ali and Ricochet and some of the, some of those. Yeah, guys they again. get to be on pay per view, so they're yeah. probably stoked about it. Viking Raiders probably also. Yeah. Uh, uh, Stellar Justin Lopez brings the point up that Miz was just in a lumberjack match versus Lashley. I think too, like lumberjack match. One of the problems with Miz is he's got someone on the outside helping him. This is just saying now you're allowed to have someone on the outside help you. And I, I don't really get it. To me, I agree. I felt like this is. Just, it doesn't feel like the kind of stipulation you would pick in this situation but i've always felt like it doesn't feel like damien priest should be still picking on these guys well, well, he already beat them go jack we skipped over this go to the origin the origin is is, is priest calls in morrison and miz to his office, or uh, no, uh adam pierce calls miz and morrison in his office damien priest has got a great idea he's gonna face morrison and the winner gets to pick the stipulation and i start to think i'm like you know what adam pierce how bad of a management are you that you couldn't come up with some idea to help enhance this match of the winner? Like, it's just this, it's just this stupid formulaic, and this is where AEW shines. They take AEW takes big swings for the fences. They either hit home runs of like okay, or they take a big whiff and a strikeout. But at least they take a big chance. The WWE is in their lane, and the lane results in lumberjack match. Let me ask you this uh, real quick, uh, just to qu- switch gears for a quick second, and then we'll get back on track. Uh, MJF and Chris Jericho has got to have a big, uh, a big step. And we saw uh, their last pay per view with that uh, explosion, uh, the exploding the barbed wire death, uh, mm-hmm. death match. It made a big difference in pay per view buys. I mean, it, it was probably a culmination of things because they they were teasing the big surprise. And, and granted, the exploding barbed wire death match, it, it uh, the ending. 
uh, suck, but it still made a big difference in their pay-per-views. By far their most successful pay-per-view. What kind of step do you think they could do with MJF and Jericho at uh, Double or Nothing that that could make a difference in pay-per-view buys? Mimosa Mayhem match, 100%. Part <laughs> <laughs> two. two. There you go. Uh, I, I, I... That's actually a good response, Jack. I would actually say... Um, I don't think they could do anything on this on the sake of physical. Like I think, like I mean, you're coming off this blood and guts thing. I think you'd almost have to do like a loser leaves AEW because it would actually get people going. Ooh, is Jericho going back to WWE? Or ooh, is MJ? Like I think you do loser leaves, and I would assume MJF wins, and then Jericho just you know he he's obviously missed a lot of time doing his rock star stuff because of the pandemic. But I think you try to blur the lines of real life, and you try to do like a. a this company's not big enough for the bulk of both of us type of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Francisco Fagliano saying last man standing. Justin Lopez saying a scaffold match. And finally, Amy Kimball. Uh, yeah, it says, uh, Amy, Amy says, what about the info that WWE stated blood and guts set sports entertainment back 30 years due to Bloodfest? Jack, great job. Amy, thank you again. Uh, always appreciate you. Um, Jack's yeah. got the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Our female demographic needle is just moving. There you go. I, I can't turn it off, fellas. Jack uh, and the, the, the head of hair. The head just of hair wait, just eyes. wait till we have our ties on next week, Justin. Right. Oh, my God. We it's are the gonna difference s- maker. It's the tie. That's all gonna, it is. We are going to slam the 18 to 49 female demo. It's going to be like a Robert Palmer video, but <laughs> with three. <laughs> Might as well face it. The... Um, <laughs> So, uh, I, I, yeah, I think for me, the first thing I think of a Jericho and MJF, though, is like an I quit match, but which are basically lose or lose town. But I, yeah, I agree. I, you can't be too physical with Jericho. I'd, I'd imagine. I don't know. Maybe he's tough. He's probably tougher than I am. Well, but. you've already gone down the physical. Like, what more physical can you do than what they just did? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's not like well, Jericho, MJF in an exploding barbed wire match. I mean, MJF would never do that. It's not his, that's not his character. Like. I just think you lean in and just try to do a make people believe like right. make you know, a storyline. Yeah, I mean, you know, so that's all, I think that's all you could really aim for. Okay, I think we missed this one earlier. Oh, oops. What's crazy to me is how much Kofi has fallen. Randy, AJ, Sheamus, Hell, Braun. You can still picture holding the title. I can't picture Kofi ever again. I think that's the the Brock thing that happened to him that hurt him so bad. But. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair points all around. And yeah. shout out to GN. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, something that I think a lot of people are calling match of the night, and I would tend to agree. Cedric versus Shelton had a fun match and a great story. Obviously, last week, Shelton said that Cedric was just another young guy that thought he was hot stuff, and that's what ended up getting him caught in the matches. He got full of himself. I'm not sure where they're going with this. I love both these guys. I don't know if this is the last match they're going to have or if they're going to have seven of these in the next seven weeks. Uh, you never can tell. But I thought this was match of the night personally. Uh, Raj, you had mentioned a second ago. Uh, how did you like this one? I, I, I mean, as far as uh, the in-ring quality and everything, it, it was good. I, again, they, they immediately went to this match after the split. I would like to see a buildup, have it on pay-per-view. Even if it's on the kickoff show, whatever. But this just, it's just when I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, they're going to repeat this match for the next, well, like you said, the next seven weeks, uh, just trading victories, and no one really goes anywhere. I, I, I just feel like Cedric is the young up and coming guy. He should have gotten the win. 
maybe they'll do it down the road. But um, but as far as the in-ring quality and uh, and the work and everything, it, it's solid. You know, this was uh, I, I looked it up. This was Shelton Benjamin's second ever pinfall win on Raw in the last fifteen years. Whoa, that's yeah. a crazy stat for someone so good. It's crazy, but yeah. Yeah, and I was excited to see Shelton in a singles match. I didn't know the exact stat that Raj, but I knew that it was like he hasn't had a singles win in forever. And so, like, you know, I, it's fun to see this, but the whole time you're watching, I, I just can't help but go, like, I assume Vince, we, we broke the hurt business up. These two guys are at least just thriving, at least being the right hand man to the world champion. Mm-hmm. And we've broke them up for. For what? Uh, you know, uh, so, I mean, good. good to see Shelton get a singles win. I love Shelton. I think I said it last week. So much missed opportunity, especially with Brock and the 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 most recent wave of Brock since Suplex City was born in 2014. That Shelton's uh, a peer of his, uh, you know, somebody who, like, missed opportunity, but I, I don't understand yeah. this. Like, why would we break this group up? Why? Yeah. yeah, when uh, when he hit his finisher, actually, to the point of his few wins, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's what he wins with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, forgot. I, forgot that he, I forgot that he had his own music. I heard his music tonight. I was like, oh, that's Shelton Benjamin's right. music. I forgot, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, so I, what I'm hoping is that their back and forth leads to them getting respect for each other and teaming again somehow. I know it's not realistic. I know I'm <laughs> setting my sights too high here, but let me dream, won't you? <laughs> I yeah. want it to be great. Um, yeah, Jose Yepe, Yepe is noting that it's called the T-Bone. The T-Bone. Yeah, he, I forgot st- that too. It's been so yeah. long. See, he needed to call it like the uh, Shelton Plex or something. That's how you make it work. You that's the, that's how you make those work. A uh, couple quick things before we get into the main event and, and wrap things up. Uh, Garza and Gulak backstage. I like this as a kind of, I guess, thrown in the middle somewhere rivalry. This flashy guy who thinks he's hot stuff against a no-nonsense ta- technician. And for guys who haven't been on the show for a while, I think it's a good reintroduction for them. Uh, and it's, I think it's fun. Uh, Raj, are you a fan of either of these guys? I thought the rose uh, up the ass was one of the funniest thing, and then the kick was one of the funniest things I'd seen in a while. So, uh, if Angel Garza keeps that going, it, it, it's memorable. So at least it's something for him. I, I, I've always felt like Angel Garza was a star in the making, just need the right storyline. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens. I started podcasting about pro wrestling in 2009, and I have never since 2009 ever said the the phrase the rose up the ass <laughs> so for that alone probably yeah. i have a feeling old gulak's gonna have it happen to him again before all is said and done uh, i'm excited for that uh and then the last thing we had two promos uh two quick video packages i should say lucha house party i looking like they're making them a little bit more uh more uh, legitimate as a team instead of just a goofy team and another evolution promo showing that she's uh wants to help people it sounds very manager to me uh justin any takeaways from these quick video packages uh again they got my attention they got the internet's attention if that's our barometer um <laughs> but but you're right to that what you said there jack i i don't think I don't know if, if we are to assume that she's coming back to be an in-ring competitor or maybe that she is to be the heat magnet as a manager. Um, you know, I mean, just, just 
all we've seen, we've seen her training. We've seen all these pictures with the Brock Lesnar lookalike, the, the Parker B- Boudreaux. I mean, like, so I don't know what to take. That's good. I mean, it's got my interest. I don't know exactly what's going to happen here. Uh, I mean, I, I, do, I do think she's been training more as an angry and you know, wrestler, but I don't know. The, the buzz is there. That's all I can say, and that's good. Mm-hmm. They went yeah. from one vignette last week to two vignettes this week. Uh, there's buzz. You, you, do you think the uh, do I have your attention now is, is supposed to be a playoff that CM Punk promo? Like she's doing that just to get heat with the internet crowd or am I reading too much into that? I actually didn't even catch that. I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't make that connection, but I'm sure someone on the internet did. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just me. Um, yeah, it, it, I agree, Jack. I thought with the second promo, it did kind of sound like she's talking about helping people, taking them to the next level, making them a star. She's already successful. It did make it sound like she's looking to manage somebody. Um, and look, I thought in her last run, sometimes when you have someone who could be a star who uh, who gets attention but can't necessarily wrestle, um, then find something else to do with them. And mm-hmm. if you could find a role for them, Miss Elizabeth never wrestled in WWE, and she's one of the most memorable characters of all time. Um, you find that right role, that's all you need. I mean, that's basically what got us Lashley is having MVP and saying, well, he's not going to wrestle all the time, but he's great. Let's pair those two up. Uh, Speaking of MVP, let's just get to this main event. Let's talk about how the show ended. Uh, Lots of buildup throughout the show at the short moments. And the bulk of it was all about MVP trying to get Braun to team up and help out Lashley by just taking Drew out of the picture now so that it can be a one-on-one match. And I did some Steiner math. And if you take Drew out of the picture, it does help his odds a little bit of winning. Uh, So what I liked about this, though, is I like that MVP has been great, but I like that it feels like he's actually getting into the heads of opponents and actually messing with them. I think that makes it more interesting. The match itself was a banger. Those two have good matches. Uh, And then Braun came out and crushed everyone. Everyone got hands at the end of this. Uh, Raj, you had some uh, comments about the... The perfect way to book, it sounds like. I want to hear your thoughts on the closing of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so what, so it was was it Drew winning by DQ? Or, or I guess it doesn't Te- matter. Techni- technically, he won. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this to me, as soon as they inserted Braun in this match, it seemed to me like they didn't want to beat Drew again. They don't want to take the title off of Lashley. So inserting Braun, that gives them a way to get out of that. And so you have either Lashley or Drew pin Braun. My guess would be it's Lashley. I don't see why you have Lashley win at Mania and then lose it at Backlash. I'm not calling... Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I hate right. that name for this pay-per-view. Um, it, it seems to me like Peacock, uh, they wanted a way to increase uh, subscriptions or something and ha- having WrestleMania attached to the name because they've never done this before. So right. all of a sudden doing it so it's random. All mar- it's all marketing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's what it seems like to me. Like it, it, this is meant Braun was inserted. So on the go home, you make keep Braun, you know, standing tall and looking strong. And then he takes the pin at, at backlash. Yeah, this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Braun fan, but I, I really think that we are truly in again, the placeholder of like, all right, we are, we can see it. We see the light at the end of the tunnel. We see the fans. Mm-hmm. I think this is Bobby retaining. And I think Bobby as the heel, him retaining and being world champion still, there's just so many more possibilities versus making Drew the champion again or Braun the champion again. 
Bobby is the heel. You know, Damian Priest is probably going to beat the Miz, I think, right? Got to. He's yeah. on a he's, he's on a fast track. Morrison might cost him, but yeah. You know, but yeah. So like, but like, what point is? I look at there are more face opportunities for big splashes than there are heels, meaning you need a heel champion. So okay, whether they try to accelerate a priest, whether we stall and get to uh, SummerSlam, and Brock finally confronts Bobby, and we get that MMA match that we've all looked at, and, and Brock's back to draw a crowd. It, it just seems like it makes more sense to have Bobby Lashley holding this title versus Drew, as Taraj said. Drew just dropped it. Braun, who they've just never... <laughs> they only put the damn title on Braun when they were forced to because of a pandemic. <laughs> it just right. haven't ever... It just That's just where it seems that we're at, is that Bobby Lashley has to retain this for one reason or another. Yeah. I mean, that was meant for Roman to win last year at WrestleMania. Braun wasn't even, a, Braun wasn't even scheduled for Braun the card. Braun was a part of it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, Braun definitely feels like the guy who's been added for the guy to be the guy to protect both the other two. Uh, I, I'd be kind of worried if I'm Braun, especially as all these new giants are coming in. The thing that set him apart is now becoming less rare with all these seven footers walking around. Being the big guy isn't as special anymore. So, I don't know what's going to be next for him down the line because, yeah, it seems like – Justin, I like your point. We've seen Drew as champ for so long that I don't really know what would be interesting for him to do with it. Lashley, on the other hand, you can have a lot of people. And who knows? Maybe there's a, a superstar shakeup down the road. They usually do that around this time of year, don't they? Or well, they, well, again, they stopped well, again. once they moved to Fox because now they want to do it with the start of a new season. So now they're doing it in October. Yeah, but uh, again, a heel Bobby Lashley champion, you know, if – if we get to the start of the fall season and carrying cross moves, I like I can see carrying cross as a captivating baby face. Like it, it just seems like we're in this position right now where we need the champion to be healed. There's a lot more, just a lot more potential to have baby face challengers. Um, but you know, to your point, Jack, yeah, you're right. I could see a, a rumble spot of Braun and Omos. And almost eliminates Braun, and and almost is the new big giant of the land. I mean, that's you know, yeah. yeah. Well, every time they change uh, Braun's gear, it, it gets worse and worse and less superstar. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. It just every time he changes his look, it's worse, um, and he looks less and less imposing. You know, now he's got the Truth Commission stuff, which just it just it's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, not looking good for him. We have some super chats, though. Uh, Michael Sachs Jr. says, I thought that was Brock who said, can you hear me now? Yeah, uh, that was. Is- yeah, yeah. Brock said, can you hear me now after he beat, uh, who was it, Frank Mir at UFC yep. 200? Uh, Michael but- Sachs continues saying, uh, for UFC 200. Right. Uh, but it was, the CM Punk promo was, do I have your attention now? Which is what uh, Eva Marie was saying. But again, I think I'm reading too much into that. It's probably nothing. Eva Marie brings CM Punk back to WWE. <laughs> Book it. Book <laughs> it. It's done. Yes. The, the IWC would not know what to do. <laughs> maybe, They're like, do we so boo torn. this man who we've been <laughs> chanting for for the last 10 years? <laughs> what a troll job by CM Punk to pick the female who is, who is associated fairly or unfairly as to be like the most like, you know, untalented unworthy 
would just be like, it's such a troll job. Of return. Uh, Jax Collins says, Drew's big win and run we wanted unfortunately happened wrong timing due to the pandemic and time passed. Lashley needs to keep that spot right now. I do agree. I think if you're going to have someone beat Lashley, it should be after everyone's back. Like, and to, Justin, to your point and everything you've been saying, yeah, hold that off until crowd a crowd is there so we can cheer for him winning it instead of just retaining it. Well, yeah, and and, and Raj said it to, just to pass the, the 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 praise around here. They had the chance of Mania in front of fans, but they they opted not to give Drew his moment and to let Bobby retain it, which just screams of they're just going to like place hold it to him until they're back permanently. And the thing about Braun, he didn't mention Braun, but you know, Braun was actually supposed to beat Brock Lesnar. This writer came out and said like, yes, uh, Braun was supposed to beat Brock Lesnar after Roman Reigns had to vacate the title uh, due due to the leukemia leukemia coming back. they did that match in Saudi Arabia, and it seemed all but certain that Braun was going to beat Brock, and then they had Brock beat Braun in like three minutes. And that actually was scheduled to Braun winning the title. So, um, yeah, mm. really weird. Uh, well, let's go ahead, since we've talked about everything, let's really quickly just go through WrestleMania backlash and do some quick predictions here. We're going to start with the top, at least uh, what I have here on my notes. Uh, World, WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. Who do you guys got? Bobby. Lashley. Me too. Three right. for three. All right. My, my, my boy, Bobby Lashley retains. Then we got Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. Reigns, one hundred percent. He's, he's going to have it. But looking forward to seeing how much shine they let Cesaro have, and could it like, could it change the office perspective of like maybe we can do more with him? I think this will be a really good match, and I think it's not over yet because they don't have that many more challengers built in for Roman. I mean, we got a ways to go before SummerSlam, so uh, I think it's going to be Cesaro at the next pay per view too. Yeah, and if you're a fan of him, show your support on Twitter right now and like watch the shows and everything like that. That's how they know that uh, you like him as we build towards that. But yeah, Roman Reigns wins this one. SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Bianca. Same. It's way too and soon. Bianca, yeah. We're all in agreement right across uh, the board. Unless they do like a DQ or something. Um, it's it, Bianca's not losing the title. That's no. Especially not after the way they ended WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Raw Women's Championship: Rhea Ripley, Oscar, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte. This is the toughest one so far. Is it? I, I kind of get the feeling that they're already losing faith in Rhea in a weird way. Charlotte. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I kind of think Charlotte. I think I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna say Oscar. Yeah. All right. I'm just, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit, even though Charlotte is my all-time favorite uh, female competitor. But SmackDown Tag Team Championship: Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode versus Dominic and Rey Mysterio. I give it to the Mysterios. I feel like this is one of those kind of feel-good moment things that they do on a show that is smaller to make it feel more important. Yeah, when you have to bet, is Dolph Ziggler? Is Ziggler going to win or not? I always go against not. So yeah. <laughs> the only thing is, I could see this feud going on for a while. So do they do the tag titles now, the tag title switch now, or do they hold off on it? Because that is historic—the first ever father-son duo in, I believe, it, is it ever, or just you know, as far as North American wrestling, or is it WWF uh, history? But whatever it is, uh, that's history. And do you do it at this pay-per-view? 
Does, uh, Dom, does Dominic turn on his father? Ooh. Does Aaliyah come uh, back? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> These are the questions we've all been dying to answer. Uh, I think they win, too, because I think Mysterio's win, too, because if we have the two bad guys winning at the top of the show, you got to have some feel-good moments in there. Now, we don't uh, know where they place this, though, even though I could easily see this being a kickoff match. Yeah. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ziggler and Rude for now, but I, I do think the Mysterios win it down the line. Uh, how about Damian Priest versus the Miz? Priest, Priest. This this had better be the Priest, and this the, had better be the split. They don't drag this out anymore with Miz and Morrison. Yeah, yeah. and then I also have uh, IC Championship Apollo Cruz versus Big E for the seventeenth time. <laughs> I guess Apollo. I mean, it's. It wouldn't make any sense to turn it back to Big E at this point. Yeah, but why beat Big E again? Maybe a DQ with, uh, what's his face? Commander Aziz interfering. Aziz. And then they go to pivot to Big E and Commander Aziz. But I don't think they should beat Big E uh, again. Um, yeah, they've, yeah. Been, they've really run this match into the ground. You know, we criticize Raw for repeating matches. They've they've been doing this ad nauseum. Yeah, this is probably the most repeated match but Apollo, in a while. Yeah, Apollo go- retains. I'll go Apollo too. United States Championship: Sheamus versus Carrillo. I that's what's on the, at least the the well, format I'll here. Probably the air after tonight. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, if it happened, Sheamus. I think Sheamus either way. Yeah, I would have gone even if uh, Carrillo. One hundred percent, I would have gone Sheamus either way. No. I'll say this: I think Sheamus retains. I think, and you know, we talked earlier about Velveteen Dream being backstage. I could see Sheamus still as U.S. Champion, continuing open challenge i think a sheamus versus a velveteen dream i think that would be a very inter- interesting introductory point for velveteen dream on raw yeah yes i would agree uh uh brian outen says hey guys where is keith lee someone who i thought would have been a slam dunk superstar on the main roster but what do i know um i don't know where he is do yeah you have any idea? Uh, up until recently i, I know uh, at least a few weeks back he wasn't cleared Hmm. I don't think Vince buys into his look. Yeah. I, that's probably true, but the reason why he missed that uh, that pay per view where he was supposed to be in that triple threat match um, was due to injury, and he hasn't been cleared yet. At least as as of a couple of weeks ago. Well, hopefully he gets better soon because I'm a big Keith Lee fan. I would love to see him back on the roster there. Um, I think that does it for us. Uh, I want to thank everyone in the chat, everyone who's listening uh, on the podcast and all that good stuff. Please do us a favor. Hit the like button, leave a comment, subscribe, share with your friends, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. Uh, fellas, any, um, any final parting words before we go? we got a busy week coming up ahead. Uh, podcast tomorrow after NXT, podcast Wednesday. Uh, podcast Friday, of course, after SmackDown. Then, of course, podcast Sunday again. So a lot of stuff coming up this week. So keep checking us out. Yeah, always good stuff on Wrestling Inc. Make sure to follow them on Twitter to stay up to date on all the fun information they have. And, of course, listen to all the pods. It's all good stuff. I think that does it for us. Uh, I'm Jack Farmer. He's Justin. He's Raj. We're good. Thank you. Good night.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.